Ah, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was good to see you actually on Friday. That's like probably the first time this year. So I probably I probably should have said Happy New Year, but I didn't. So we didn't actually do a Happy New Year, did we? Did I actually didn't even hug you? I think it was just like hi. No, you you gave everyone else a hug. No, I didn't hug your brother. And I didn't. I didn't hug your brother. I, oh yeah, you didn't hug my brother. No. He, he was always like Maybe. one of those like awkward huggers. Pats your back a few too many times. Oh, exactly. So the thing is, I like a good firm hug. So here, here's some shout-outs for you. Murray Wilson, who I saw this evening for, for dinner. I had some homemade burgers. They were tremendous. And as I was leaving, it was like, I was like, oh, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're good we're good pals. Here's time for a hug. He has tremendous hugs. So well done to him. However, shout-outs to other people who shall remain unnamed, who go for the many, many back slaps. Patting just... It, it, it feels uncomfortable. It shows that you aren't comfortable with the hug if you're patting someone on the back during a hug. Give me some intimacy, you know? Pre- I was going to say, press up against me. That's not what I mean, but you know what I mean. Press yourself against me. Let me feel your breath. <laughs> Let me feel your breath in my neck. Uh, no, not quite that far. But uh, no, I, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing much that can beat a good hug. I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, two good hugs. A head of heroin. Being being in a being in a, a sandwich of hugs, <laughs> being the filling to two good hugs. I don't think that would be enjoyable, in all honesty. I don't know. I've I've never had the experience of two good hugs, and me being the filling. You could have like one of those weird awkward group hugs where there's three of you and you kind of do a huddle. Yeah, I just feel like your your faces always end up kind of either looking at each other or like trying to look over each other's shoulders and it just never feels <laughs> no it never so does never, it never, never does. feels all right but no I, I apologize but it was nice to it was nice it was lovely to see you lovely it was today. good to see you too Colin. It was nice it was nice we had a good eve we had a good we eve. did i mean we are so funny we are so funny in real life we laughed all evening we did there was a lot of laughter there was which is great it's just really weird that we're not funny on the podcast <laughs> also it's a very valid point and also my uh, excellent gifts of what was it again half a bag of m&ms and half a bag of Skittles. I'd say probably a third of a bag of Skittles. I ate most of them on the way over. And Christopher, my younger brother, he brought 13 Jaffa Cakes. So yep. So there's that. So that was a packet of Jaffa Cakes and an extra Jaffa Cake. <laughs> exactly. So why, why wouldn't you just finish one of the packets and be like, oh, we brought a whole packet d- of Jaffa Cakes. I don't cakes. know, you have to ask Christopher that. It's because he'd eaten nine himself. No, sorry, 11 himself. And kind of felt maybe... A wee bit bad. As an aside, I I have spent the last two minutes of semi distraction sending you an email, Colin. I just sent you an email. Really? Why? Well, go go find out. Is this? (gasps) It's a song. It's it's the one. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, I've taken my turn. I've actually put in the effort and made a thing this time. You've actually done some theme music. Yeah. Is mind-blowing stuff. This is... Right, I'm going to listen to this right now. Here we go. Okay, that, I think, is the very first... Gregorian chances operate theme. Am I right? Could be some sort of orthodox. <laughs> Could be anything, really. I'm not. I'm not sure about some of the chord choices they made there, but I let the I let the guys have free reign. You, you, you let the over, over how to, You let the Gregorians have. Uh, yeah, my, my group of my group of either monks or priests. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what they were, but I just said here's the words, and I just gave them two words. Interpret it as you will. 
Yeah, there you go, guys. Do what you please. I'm trying to figure out how you actually did that because, you know, I mean, not to say you don't have uh, on hand a group of chanting monks, but in reality, how did you actually do that? Well, just with some some janky software and an attempt to very quickly choose how to make chords work. Some janky software? Yeah. What's janky mean? Like fiddly, bit broken. Okay. Like you, pre- you press a button and then and the button beside it is the one that you pressed by accident. <laughs> right, okay. a bit of jank. Right. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Well, welcome to Seesaw Parade. Janky podcast, uh, as it's otherwise known. <laughs> yeah, as many people say, janky podcast. Hey, hey, Dave, have you listened to the janky podcast this week? And uh, Dave's never, Dave's never a fan. <laughs> no, not many people are James, but nevertheless, here we are. I'm Colin, he's, <laughs> and he is James. He is the aforementioned James. Indeed, this is true. I'm the, I'm the maestro. Yeah, and this is uh, episode one one nine. Time ticking by. We're almost at the big one two five, which would probably be the cause for another celebration of some sort uh, i don't like going for the normal numbers <laughs> right so what's what's the next one that we do then one three seven maybe one four two has got your eye i'd say one two one above both of those why well because it was 10 after our one 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 episode actually no one two two because that's 11 after a one 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 episode okay well nope we're not gonna mark that in any so way maybe like maybe in like five months we'll record 10 more episodes and we'll maybe pass that milestone to be fair we've been pretty good like i think we've had one every week of 2018 so far so enough of your complaining yeah we've pushed back from recording on thursdays to mondays though so we are losing that, a day here and there it's fire i'm a busy man you know yeah this week i went i was in london Seeing architects play. How, yeah. How, how was London? Oh, it was incredible. And I didn't know architects played instruments. Yeah, they do. Architects, you'd be surprised. I thought they drew things. Architects are very talented. You know, they can wow. do multiple things. And they also sold out the Alley Pally, which is a wonderful that's, venue. That's, yeah, that's quite that's quite the sellout. Uh, Congrats to the architects of the world. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was awesome. And I uh, got a few bruises and I cut my finger because I was moshing too hard. So that's a measure of how good a thing is, is you're injured now. I got kicked, yeah, well, I got kicked in the head twice by people being thrown over me. There were 10,000 mm-hmm. people there mm-hmm. and everyone's going mad because, you know, these architects are very good at what they do. Yeah, so you, you know, kind of lose yourself in the moment. People appreciate the architecture. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. You're going to throw in a fest, you're jumping into people. It's awesome. More out of excitement than overheated debates about whether, like, the Arc, the arch was was correctly formed or not yeah yeah exactly it's it's more about you know you're just trying to prove a prove a point to somebody so you like shove them in the back while somebody else punches you in the head it's like that aye because that's how you prove a point is by by pushing someone in the back well, you're a tough man well you, you need to come to one of these architecture gigs you really architects gigs you'd really enjoy it, i'm sure oh, i'm sure i'm sure i would have a great time yeah Anyway, uh, Cease Operate 119 this week uh, is kind of a, a movie extravaganza because the uh, the Super Bowl, or the uh, Super Bowl, as uh, some people like to call it, uh, was this weekend. And as such, there have been a glut of movie trailers, game spots, and, um, you know, the things that try and make you interested. Whether or not they succeed, that's why we're here. Yeah, we're here to dictate to the world what will actually be worth watching. Yeah, exactly. Or to just tell you what we think and we're right, so therefore, listen to us. Yeah, so it's just a synonym. Right, let, let's start with Avengers 3. Now, this one uh, is on, oh, we're in the last two months, I think, before this heads out into uh, into cinemas. You've got Black Panther first, um, of course, that's out next week. 
But uh, yeah, it's a 30 second game spot was, um, which came from Avengers 3. Let's just have a very brief listen. So this is it. It's all been leading to this. Ready? Let's go. Okay, well, first of all, I'm very excited for this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, you are. That kind of that kind of classic soundbite. It's it's almost too much on the nose. It's like so. This is the finale to all the films we've been doing for <laughs> oh. the last fifteen years. So this is what stage one was all building up to. Thank you, writers. <laughs> so this is what we call the end of our contract. <laughs> so we're going to have to kill off a lot of characters here. <laughs> yeah, and I get that there. You know, obviously, this is the beginning of the end. If you want to put it that way. But, you know, let's try and be a bit more subtle than, you know, instead of hitting the, the nail on the head, you're taking Thor's hammer and demolishing it into concrete. Like, it's... We, we get it. It's the end. We, we know. They've, they've overdone it. And it's not even they overdid it for a good line. It's, that's, that's a very cliche statement. And they've just yeah. decided... They've, somehow they've decided, yes, that will sell the film. Well, the thing is, I think it's going to... It will sell the film regardless. Like, people know that this is coming out. It's got all the big names. Literally, that trailer has maybe everybody in the film yeah. <laughs> appears for about half a second. Yeah. Even good old Karen Gillan shows up. Yeah, she's, she's, she made it in. She did, yeah. And I think, you know, there was, there was literally every actor you could have thought of in the Marvel canon appeared. I mean, good on them. They're all going to be in one film for two minutes each. That that's my issue. I, I know we we have discussed this uh, before, but with the kind of home straights uh, of this yeah. movie almost upon us, is is that what your your kind of problem is with it? I mean, it's I am very excited, but I mean, if anything, my takeaway from that thirty second game spot is there is a lot of characters in this. Yeah, it's hard to even decide who they're trying to put at the forefront. I'm pretty sure it's still just Iron Man and Captain America. Yes, but. They are really sharing a lot of the screen time here. And I, I don't. I and the more you see of the the film, the less believable it is that they'll pull it off. I think it will feel messy watching this. If if I think of the people, if I'm trying to think back to that trailer, the people I remember in it are Iron Man, yeah, Spider Man, yeah, Captain America, and even Doctor Strange, like Benedict Cumberbatch. I know he's got kind of a bit of a following, so yeah, he gets a couple of like face face filled screens. I don't remember seeing Hulk. As himself, as human Hulk, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, he's not been Mark at all. Thor's in there a wee bit, a wee bit. But uh, I, everyone's in there a wee bit. Captain America's getting a new, a new arm though, a new shield arm. He is, yeah. That's, there's, there's, yeah. A, there's a clip in there of, of Iron Man with a, a metal arm. Captain, the Captain of a metal arm. Uh, no, but no, but Iron Man too. Iron Man too. I missed that no, completely. I, <laughs> no, right. So in the bit, and this is right. This is only a thirty second trailer, so it's pretty fast. Yeah. In the scene. When he takes his glasses off, in the scene, in the second, when he takes his glasses off, his right arm is entirely mechanical. Interesting. I just... Clearly you did not see that. Well, I haven't really... Yeah. To be honest with everyone in the world, I'm not too excited about the trailers for this film. <sighs> okay. What about, what about the, the final second of, of purple Josh Brolin? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel any tension there. I was just like, yeah, that face is that face is still the same. The thing is, if you compare that face to the face that was shown at the very end of the first Avengers film, obviously CGI has has made great leaps forward. Yeah, but still, there's not 
it's there's just still something not quite right with the face. Yeah, they've they certainly have done some character design to improve it, but it's still just a bit a bit much. With Nebula, for example, Karen Gillan, uh, blue skinned baddie slash anti hero. With her, it was all kind of four slash five hours of makeup. Yeah, pretty girl. And no no real CGI, so it, she just looks great. And there's no kind of qualms about, oh, her CGI mustache doesn't look great. Hi, Henry Cavill. <laughs> um, Congrats, Henry. And uh, yeah, so and that works because it was all practical. With Josh Brolin, I know they're portraying the character Th- uh, Thanos, who's meant to be this godlike character. So they can't really just make him a biz- big prosthetic purple head. Yeah. They can't just make him a person with a big chin. But they, but they have. They're giving themselves this problem by having the character Thanos. They're going to have to be very CGI heavy. Yeah, they just shouldn't do any close-ups of the guy. If he was like a menacing, <laughs> scary figure, and he was so powerful and scary that the camera couldn't even get close to him, that would be great. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to question the detail of his face then. We wouldn't see the detail of his face. Just every every shot he's in, he's a hundred yards away. <laughs> just killing people from a distance. We're, we're try, trying to have like dramatic dialogue with Iron Man. He's standing. Just give him like, a megaphone. Yeah, he's standing oh. the other side of the street like, Tony, Tony, over here. I hate you. <laughs> Gonna kill you first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, let's let's move on. Now, I'm I'm excited for that. I think it will, you know, obviously people will flock to it. The big question remains, is it going to be any good? I think they're going to have a serious problem cramming in every character yeah i find the bigger the marvel film the less the less i enjoy it okay well you might enjoy black panther then we'll get to that probably next week okay all right black panther next week right (laughs) yeah black panther tune in um let's go to solo now uh, this is the star wars spin-off going into han solo's backstory uh, featuring everyone's favorite not so good actor alden ehrenreich and donald glover of course Yay! We'll, we'll delve into this in just a second. Let's just play uh, a quick clip from this one. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid, I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. Uh, James, your thoughts on this one? Well, my thoughts is that I I, I feel sorry for you because you can't just clip the one moment of Donald Glover wearing a giant fur coat because it's audio and there was no audio (laughs) there. Because that's like the best part of the trailer. He looks so good. Unfortunately, Donald Glover didn't say anything in in these trailers. No, he just looked great. I don't know. I don't know. The the trailer, it's just what you'd expect it to be. I, I saw the the guys at Red Letter Media did a did a fake review of the trailer. They released a they released a review of the trailer a couple of days ago or yesterday. Uh where they were pretending to react to the trailer so they could and like it almost lined up with the actual trailer. Like they were predicting a fake like what the trailer would be and acting accordingly. And it, it kinda Okay. So this trailer clearly is Pretty predictable, nothing too special. It does all the shots you expect. You see Han Solo's blaster, you see Chewie arriving, you see the Millennium Falcon flying around. It's nothing too surprising. But I am pleased that they are going with the backstory of he was he was in the Imperial 
pilot scheme or whatever. Imperial pilot pilot scheme. Okay, well, because I've got no real uh, strong connection to the Star Wars universe, I mean, I'm still to see the original films in which Han Solo is this legendary character. still haven't seen them. That literally, I felt a little bit of emptiness when you said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not really that sorry. So, sorry, not sorry. That's what I should have said. Anyway. Um, I am sorry, but I'm not really that sorry. <laughs> I apologize, but my apology is not sincere. <laughs> so, I don't have this connection to Star Wars. I watched the trailer and was very unmoved. Yeah, it's quite generic. And I know they're trying to do something different to the actual kind of Star Wars series, you know, different tone, whatever. And it certainly looks kind of a bit more jovial, a bit lighter than, say, Rogue One, which was bleak and dark and gritty. It, this, had, its, it had its moments of humour. This It did, it did, but not compared to this. This looks like a kind of almost like a buddy cop movie. Yeah, a wee bit like a spaghetti western. Yeah, it's like, it's like watch as the hijinks unfold between Han Solo and his new friend Chewie. And putting together a crew of wise-cracking fools. Yes. We're going to go rob these big guys. Yeah, exactly. It, it, does, it comes across a little bit contrived. And as much as I do like Alden Ehrenreich, he does seem to do like a decent hey. Harrison Ford impersonation. Some, some, of, some of the lines I'm like, yeah, most of the lines, no. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Some of them I'm just like... Pfft. Was this guy really the best? I'd really like him. I want to like him. But he's super <sighs> handsome. He is. He's got funny hair. Funny wig. Bad wig. Um, uh, I can see that there's a lot, of, know. a lot of love in the shots. Like a lot of the shots look great already. I can tell that it's going to be like the cinematography is going to be lauded. It looks, it looks really nice. I just don't expect that they'll have been brave enough with the story for it to be interesting. I think the way Disney are doing these Star Wars films is they're just too safe. They, they don't do anything too adventurous or they just marvel it up and make it all humor. Well, I think, you know, considering Chris Lord and Phil Miller of Lego Movie fame were the original directors, and we've gone through all this drama before, but yeah. long story short, they were on board. Dis- uh, Disney did not, uh, Lucasfilm did not like the shots. They got fired. Ron Howard's steady hand comes in, finishes the film, or reshoots the entire thing, depending on who you believe. Yeah, I expect I will enjoy it on some level, at least, on the same level I enjoy any Star Wars film, because you can enjoy the references, you can enjoy the cool things that happen, but I don't think it's going to be like outstanding. And there's a lot of ways they could disappoint. I don't really want this to be a film that I don't really want a lightsaber to appear. I don't want any Jedi's to appear, anything like that. Yeah. It should just be normal guys in the Star Wars universe doing normal things. Han Solo working his way to be uh, the best pilot in the galaxy. Aye, so we'll see what happens. That comes out in ooh, about three months' time. I think it's May. Yeah, that pretty comes close, out. unless it gets pushed back for whatever reason. Which is also very strange that the first trailer, the first like glimpse of anything of this film has only come out three months before yeah. the film is actually yeah. released. They probably weren't really done until the day before the trailer. Yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, even the you know the Star Wars 7 and 8, the first kind of teasers came out nine months before the film came out. So yeah. three's kind of a bit It's fine. not like they needed a complete film to, to put out a teaser. Just like show us Chewbacca. Yeah, exactly. And then we're like, oh man, yeah, Chewbacca is in this film. Where he meets Han Solo and Han saves his life and he ends up getting a life debt to Han Solo. So it's kind of a predictable storyline. We both, we know they both survive, so there's no real tension in the film, really. I mean, and the only, the, like, the expendable characters are going to die. Like, so Harrelson's character who says, who calls Han, so Han Solo kid, 
clearly being a mentor to Han Solo, yep. he's totally going to die. He's dead. And Han Solo is going to base his life off that guy because now he's going to call Luke a kid in 20 years' time. Uh, and also, it's, it's Woody Harrelson. He's awesome. And so he's going to bring some sort of, you know, pathos to the character and everyone yeah and then there'll be a sad death and that will be that and then Han Solo will start calling people kid because you become your you become your mentor right anyway let's let's move on to uh the next uh probably the third of the big three uh films that released uh trailers during the Super Bowl the third one being Mission Impossible 6 uh this one titled Mission Impossible Fallout let's find out how that goes your mission Should you choose to accept it? I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him? I like the fact that they've used the bad guy from the last film to be the first voice that you hear in this trailer for this one. It gives it a bit of continuity so it's not just, oh look, they're off doing another random story in some other location that's completely unconnected to anything else they've done. Oh man, the government doesn't trust them again. Oh dear. The only issue, yeah, the the problem I have with this trailer is that it's just Tom Cruise falling off things. (laughs) It does have the the the, the required... Um, shots of a Mission Impossible film, which is Tom Cruise running, yep. Tom Cruise riding a motorbike, yep. and Tom Cruise climbing something that shouldn't be climbed. <laughs> Tom Cruise doing something, something somebody his age should not be doing. Yeah. And also Tom Cruise falling over or being beaten up. Yeah, getting beaten up a lot, getting punched a lot, being in fights, being told that this isn't who you are, stop being so dark and gritty. The, the line, should you choose to accept it, yeah. also there. So basically this is all cliche, but I'm... I, I'm entirely okay with with uh, cliche for these for the Mission Impossible films. Don't forget the standard reworking of the Mission Impossible theme tune. Yeah, kind of vaguely the same, and then all of a sudden, oh, it is the film. That being said, I thought it was a really excellent trailer. I really well, well, well put together. I, I liked it a lot. I mean, like, again, it's just a Mission Impossible film, so I know exactly how excited to be for it. It's a, it can't it can't go wrong, right? It's a Mission Impossible film. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 fun. And but the thing is, you can't really call the sixth film in a franchise Mission Impossible. Because you've well, just done five be, of them. It would all be of impossible the... for normal people. <laughs> all of them have proved to be possible. So why are we calling the sixth one Mission Impossible? Because if it was Mission Impossible, they would have finished at the first film. But they Colin, didn't. Colin, I think they started making that joke when they were gonna release the second film. But even still, like why I'm pretty sure I've heard my dad make that joke. What I'm saying here is, why are we doing a podcast? We're not, we're not worthy. No, but we we haven't called we haven't called this podcast podcast impossible. We've called it. We've given it something much more of a generic title, so we can't just you know do one episode and then say, oh well, we we solved that problem, therefore we can't do any more. There's just you know, if it would be impossible for me to to do everything that Tom Cruise has to do in these, or is it Ethan Ethan Hunt has to do in these films? Ethan Hunt. It would be impossible. And I don't know. These films, the, the, the Mission Impossible films have always been exactly what you expect them to be. And that's all right. And they started making a lot of money again. So, of course, they're going to make them. I, what I did like about this trailer is that they included the shot where he breaks his ankle. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they put that in. I liked it. Which they're, I thought... They're kind of acknowledging. Yes. A similar thing to what the Star Wars one did, um, where 
like one of the lines in the in the Star Wars trailer is like, oh, I, I thought we were whatever. I was scared there for a second, but it looks like we're okay. Or that's a s- proper paraphrase. Pretty basically just acknowledging the fact that the film was falling apart, but basically it's okay, guys. Trust us. So like that's brave by both the trailers is to kind of recognize what's going on in the movies. But no, if you like the Mission Impossible films, I am more than sure you'll like this one. Grant, like, definitely they are repetitive. Definitely they do not enter new ground. They do not dig for anything. They just tick the boxes, but it's acceptable in this case. Having said that, Ghost Protocol, the fourth one, is excellent. And the fifth one, Rogue Nation, I'd argue is even better. Yeah, no, the, the, the last two have been great. I've enjoyed yeah, both. really good, really good. And it's particularly the villain whose name I do not remember, Sean somebody. Blonde guy. Kind of gingery dude. Ginger blonde guy. Funny looking eyes. Funny looking blonde guy. Very good uh, villain. And also in Macbeth, Sean somebody. I can't remember. Okay, anyway, remember. he is excellent. And that, yeah, that last film, Rogue Nation, really, really solid stuff. They're very, very good. Okay, and it had so- all the required scenes. Tom Cruise ran, Tom Cruise rode a motorbike, and he climbed things that he shouldn't be. He talked about Scientology. <laughs> How great it is. Yeah, that's the alternative cut. Okay, let's move on very quickly. Westworld released its full trailer for season two, which is out in April. Yeah. Uh, let's just play a very quick clip from this. Look at this world. This beautiful world. We built this world together. A world where dreams come true. can be free but this world is a lie so it's like spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen season one indeed pause the podcast watch the whole thing come back to us later okay season one if you haven't seen westworld i'd recommend you at least give it a shot i know a couple people who tried didn't really like it i thought it was some superb storytelling some really excellent television season two however if you're watching this trailer you're basically going to spoil the entirety of season one so oh yeah avoid first of all but James, avoid trailer. What do, what do you think of this this trailer then? I don't think anything could have surprised us in this trailer, because the story left off in a very in a way that was very obvious what was going to happen next. There's kind of an uprising going on, and this trailer is showing us that yeah, there's kind of an uprising going on, and that's about all. And it kind of it does a whole lot of philosophy and some nice spoken word poetry or whatever. Oh man, who likes a who who doesn't like a monologue? But it wasn't surprising, but also it is exciting to see all this again because the story is so good and so well thought through. I am looking forward to this. My takeaways from from this: the first one, Westworld loves a monologue. I'll give you that <laughs> every every ten minutes. Number two. This is exactly how, if I was told, or if I was asked, what is the trailer for Westworld Season 2 going to look like, I would have said this, and it was. Yeah, this is the thing, it couldn't have been surprising. I don't think there's much that they can do. Any surprises that are going to, like, changes of tone or changes of character in Season 2, they're not going to put in the trailer. So the trailer is going to be, hey, they're, 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 still, they're still in Westworld and they're still fighting. My yeah. question is, I, mean, I guess we'll find out, and... It's again in a good way. We'll praise this trailer because it hasn't given away any of the plot. But I am almost more interested in the human side, the actual kind of human participant side of Westworld, as opposed to what the robots are getting up to. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if that's if that's just me, but I am more interested in the kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff. I think that's maybe what they're going to try and do now 
is we have our established host characters. So the things that we can explore are the humans that remain and what they're doing and how they're going to fight to either find balance or survive or retake over or whatever. Uh, Hopefully they do visit some of the other theme parks. That would be be nice, even if it's just for a little time, you know, going to Samurai World or whatever it was. My uh, last takeaway was the slow-mo with the bulls running through the glass. To me, it looked like an advert for a car. It really did. <laughs> like, I thought it was a car advert when I started watching this, and then I looked for the skip advert button. <laughs> I was half expecting it to just hear the... <laughs> We're not sponsored, no, by any car manufacturer. German excellence. Brought to you by Audi. No, the, the, trailer, the, trailer, the trailer looked really good. It's it's just kept kept the show in my mind. I really need to see season two as soon as I can, and they just aren't make they aren't releasing it fast enough for me. Okay, last two trailers before we quickly go into other things. First one is called Skyscraper. Now we've not talked about this, uh, and probably for good reason. Let's just play a very quick clip of this. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city but you brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. (laughs) Okay, so in summary, this is Dwayne The Rock Johnson basically doing a cheap knockoff of Die Hard. That's what I got from this trailer. It looks to be diehard, but he actually works for the building instead of just being a policeman. Yeah, right, but he's a policeman with one leg as well. Ah, uh, yeah, no, he's got he's got a he's got a, a wee disability, so that's extra bonus points. Yeah, and also the tower that he's which is under construction. You know, yippee Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Exactly that that famous phrase. It's also on fire. So aye, a tower on fire. Bad guys. Wanting to steal something. I don't really know. Family in danger. His family's there. He's got to save them. They're th- he's they're they're getting threatened though. And he's gonna look angry about that. The one the one big thing, the only question I have after this trailer, there's like the, I know the film the trailer's trying to make me ask questions about the film. I don't really know what ones. It's trying to sell the film to me. I don't really know what. I just want to know what he's trying to jump to at the end of that. <laughs> that crane is too far away for any human at any speed to jump okay if you've not seen this go to the trailer and just watch the last scene because i saw i was watching this and thought right any human being yeah jumping that is not getting anywhere near that building and in the lead up shot he didn't look like he was going particularly fast he looked like he was a 50s 50s year old heavy man he's also only got one leg like no amputee with a fake or with a prosthetic leg, can run that fast and with that normal a gait. Well, and then and then jump. It's just not possible. Way further than anything possible. Exactly. Even with the whole, like, he can go down a few floors. Gravity kind of brings you going straight down pretty fast. Exactly. You don't get far. Like, you don't just get some sort of, like, drift. So maybe he's, like, going to catch himself on a flagpole or there's a secret yeah. helicopter somewhere that I don't know about. <laughs> or he's got some rocket boots. But it's <laughs> the only was, question I'm asking about this film. If he was an actual human, first of all, is he leading off his prosthetic leg? Like, is he putting all his weight, his leaping motion into that leg? I don't know. Second of all, any other human being, you would just drop like a stone. There would be, like... It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it's so Dwayne Johnson. The thing is... You can't really complain. 
I could give him some forgiveness because it's Dwayne, right? You see him doing things in films, you're like, well, I guess Dwayne could do that. Yeah, it's Dwayne. But this is too much for me. It's also, crossed the line. We, we've talked about this before, by the way, but Dwayne is one of these guys who just acts himself when he's in every film. And this is this film is no exception. He's literally walking out the door being like, Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. Me. Exactly. Daddy's going to go make that bacon. I have a, I have a family that I love. I'm going to save the day. He just He's just the same guy. Every film, anyway, right? Do enough. you think he could do? A, do you think he could do a dramatic role that he isn't playing him in? Do you think he could the, do that? The only one, and I said this before, is Pain and Gain. He is really good in Pain and Gain. However, he is just playing a roided up meathead. Yeah, he's he's still very good, and also he's excellent in Jumanji. But that's just more, uh, yeah, of the same. You know, he's not going to have any light and dark. It's just him. Yeah, I'm not. Funny. I'm not saying he's bad at what he does. He's really good at what he does. I would. I would quite like to see him trying to take on a, a heavy role, though. Something that just requires a solid acting performance to carry it. No cheap tricks or anything. Okay. Lastly, uh, from this trailer bonanza, the Cloverfield Paradox. Now, uh, yeah, how about that one? Yeah, how about that? So this one is a is a film which was called The God Particle for the best part of of its production, and then kind of slowly as a release neared, it began to be linked to the Cloverfield yeah. franchise. Yeah. Let's just have a quick listen uh, to the clip here. Whatever you're doing right now, stop. Go to your children right now. Kiss them. Hold them for as long as you can. That's all there is. James, initial thoughts on this? We'll get into the kind of release and stuff after that. Well, Chris O'Dowd's in it. That's about all I got. (laughs) Okay. Just for for people who don't know, this was, you know, the cast is excellent. The cast is 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 pretty great. I was I was being a bit a bit funny there. It wasn't the cat, really yeah, that funny. The cast but is excellent, still. and it's got the whole you know from producer JJ Abrams. It's got the Cloverfield like link compared to yeah. the last I mean, Cloverfield who film, knows which how was well they've pulled that off. Because much like its predecessor, it is just once they were done the film, they were like, wait, hold on. Let's make this a Cloverfield one. Exactly. But the last film, Ten Cloverfield Lane, I don't know if you saw it, is really excellent. Despite only having three characters yeah. in the entire film, it's a excellent bit of film. Exceptionally well received. Yes, indeed. This one has gone from... The, the trailer was, was released during the Super Bowl last night, and it's now on Netflix. Immediately, yeah. G- immediately. James, what does that say for perhaps the production company's uh, confidence in this film? Well, they paid several hundred million for a trailer spot at the Super Bowl, so they probably thought their trailer was great. But Cloverfield as the franchise has always been a bit has always been a bit funny with marketing. The first one tried viral marketing, the second one didn't really do very much marketing except some pretty decent trailers and some stuff like that. This one I think they were seeing if as Netflix they can go, hey everyone, right after the thing you're watching, you can watch the show that we're just putting out, or I guess the movie we're just putting out. Which they did. They released it like as soon as the Super Bowl was done, trying to retain that audience. So who knows if it worked or not? But I think it's a pretty interesting marketing decision. I wouldn't say it's stupid. You're right in that, yeah, they've, they've probably paid quite a decent price to get that game spot. It's only 30 seconds, but I don't know if it says more about what they think of the film that they've done it with very, well, what, a few hours promotion? 
Yeah. As opposed to they probably they, yeah weeks and weeks of of trailers and then releasing it. And, and bear in mind, they pulled this from a theatrical run. Like they they were planning to release it theatrically and they didn't. Yeah, they probably found a good reason to experiment with this film. They realized it wasn't going to be very well received, so therefore this was a good film to try out the whole just blindside people with a film test. Because this this is a new way to watch a film for the first time. Usually we get it coming out in the theaters, and then eventually it comes out on disc, and then eventually it's on streaming platforms. But to have this film where they don't want to go through that whole process because reviewers will say it's bad and no one will watch it, they're just going to go, hey, everyone watch it right now. There is no reviews. It might work. Who knows? Okay, anyway, let's uh, very quickly move on. The Super Bowl itself was, uh, of course, on Sunday. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles won their first ever Super Bowl. They beat the New England Patriots 41-33. First ever win. And, of course, the Philadelphia locals responded the way that only, you know, you would if you won a Super Bowl. Or only you would if you were from Philadelphia. Yeah, and they've, they've, you know, people have taken this. 100,000 people I saw, uh, or saw quoted, took to the streets and decided to, you know, just loot a few buildings, overturn cars, set things on fire, jump off of buildings. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, just the general stuff. A happy Uh, riot. James, I don't understand... Okay, I know this is Philadelphia's first ever Super Bowl win. It's America's national sport, fair enough. But this... I don't understand this reaction. Explain it to me. Well, when you feel joy... Sometimes you must destroy. Feel joy, destroy. That is all I've got. It's the best I can come up with right now. They've, I mean, granted, they've got a big reason to be excited. And the Philly fans, even I know, have a reputation of just breaking things and doing stupid stuff, even if they win or lose. So I don't think anyone can be surprised that they just burned down their own city. Yeah, well, you had an announcement from the city, which from this kind of the city mayor, which said that you know tens of thousands had come out to celebrate, and essentially it was a few bad eggs. But uh, from the sound of the Philly police scanner, which people had a hold of on Twitter, you know they were calling in Philly PD, state police, SWAT teams, riot marine units, Homeland Security, and the National Guard. Which sounds to me a bit That's more like the full a few bad eggs. That's a straight flesh. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, anyway, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles win means that they secure a visit to the White House. James, whoop, whoop. do you think, you know, considering everything that's happened between the NFL and Trump, that all the team will be particularly happy to go to the White House? No, so Trump, having done his very best to shut down the NFL, as far as I can tell, to discredit basically half the players mm-hmm. and more, and most fans, dare say the players are not going to want to celebrate with Trump, even if he's going to tweet them to say, hey, Philly, good job. Well done. Who's all not going? Well, I know they're not going. Well, there's. it's not like it's the entire team. It's it's some uh, some of the outspoken players who, uh, one in particular who, for example, who, instead of kneeling, raised a fist during the uh, national anthem, Ooh. which, as you imagine, uh, Mr. Trump did not take too kindly to. A few yeah, others... he probably just... doesn't like... Classic examples of um, fighting, fighting the power, as they say. Yeah. Let me just uh, find a few names for you. Let's see. Uh, So we had, well, it was after Donald Trump tweeted, uh, congratulations to the Philadelphia Eagles on a great Super Bowl victory. Um, So you had Chris Long, who played for the Patriots last year and won, you know, with the Patriots, and he skipped the visit 
last year is also not going this year. Yeah, get on him. And uh, during this season, Long also donated all 16 of his game day checks to various charities. On a podcast, he said, no, I'm not going to the White House. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You've got a question anyone that does really go to the White House at this point. Uh, you had LeGarrette Blount, who also played for the Patriots last year. And like Long, he also skipped the White House trip, saying he didn't feel welcome in that house. Uh, and there's a couple other ones. Uh, yeah, the, the chap, Michael, Malcolm Jenkins is the one who raised his fist. Uh, and I think one more, yeah, Eagles receiver Tory Smith is also out of the trip because he tweeted, it goes beyond politics, I don't think he's a good person. Yeah. Just fair enough. Well, he's entitled to his opinion, but, you know, Donald Trump, person... I don't know. Okay, right. Anyway, it's, it's time to wrap up. Let's just quickly end with some uh, news closer to home. A new poll has found the support for Scottish independence is at 32%, with 17% uh, opting for Devo Max. Now, obviously, this is just a poll. These happen all the time. But that, to me, seems awfully low, considering Nicola Sturgeon has vowed to hold another referendum before Britain leaves the EU in March next year. James... If this poll is to be is accurate, and I imagine, you know, if they've surveyed a thousand adults, it's kind of there. That's or the thereabouts. standard amount. Yeah, that's pretty. A thousand is usually acceptable for a poll. Yeah. Where does this leave this vow to have a referendum? Because in my mind, you've got an awful lot of work to do to claw back even close to fifty percent, let alone forty. Well, what was the support for staying in the union? Uh, 36%. There we go. 36%. So 36% back the status quo and 32 say they want independence. So I think it's a pretty close race. It's not as close as, as just flipping a coin, but it's far further away than a given. And it's like, I'd say that it would be a lot easier for the independence side to build up some momentum than it would for the people that just want nothing to change. Because it's a lot easier to argue for change than it is to argue just to be like, oh, no, the same is good. Well, also, if you remember, the result was uh, was 45 uh, for yes and 55 for no. And it was kind of, yeah, I guess in the realms of being close enough to argue for holding a second one. I think my, what, I, what I think is probably the back of Nicola Sturgeon's mind is that if this one is lost, oh, yeah. then that is it. Yeah. That's it for decades. You don't want to hold another one too soon. They really should wait until Brexit's had a few years to be really awful for people and then go for it. I think they threw their, they threw their hat in the ring a bit too soon. Yeah. But I wouldn't say the support isn't there. And I wouldn't say anyone should be comfortable that, oh, yeah, things are going to stay the same or comfortable that things are going to change. I wouldn't even say we should be comfortable that the government's going to give us any more power or any of the things that they promised to give us at the previous independence referendum. That's still all up in the air. Who knows what's going to land? We definitely need to have more conversation with uh, the national government or the um, parliament in London because they still haven't followed through on their promises. Never mind the next independence referendum. We need to get what we were promised at the last one. Okay, James, well, in a word, do you think there will be an independence referendum before Britain leaves the EU? Oh, before, no. And I hope no. I think before it would be a bad time. So you think you think after? I think after would be the smart time to do it, even if we're... Because we're, we're out of Europe no matter what. You might as well just let it happen and then have the yeah. debate rather than trying to muddy the European water thing even more. 
I think, despite the risk of it alienating a decent share of the SNP voters, I think Sturgeon will realise that it's a battle saved for another time and will kind of rearrange it for somewhere down the line. Because right now it's just not, it's just, you're right, it's just not wise. And I don't think the support is there. But you're right, give it time. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right, James. You are right, you're correct. Yeah, no, if I was running, if I was running the SNP at this point, I'm pretty sure I could choose a good time to hold the poll if I wanted to hold the referendum if I wanted independence. Like your best chance is once things are difficult after we've destabilized ourselves by changing a lot of stuff. Well, we'll wait and see. But James, uh, it's time for me to declare my independence from this podcast and leave. For for like a week. Uh, for to, a, yeah, for to a week. Cl- and you've got to edit as well, so not really. <sighs> yes, indeed. It's going to be a late one. Also, also, before we go, Trump hates the NHS. We don't hate the NHS. It's got our support at the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah, Trump slagged off the NHS. Jeremy Hunt, great man. Definitely not spinnerized <laughs> any names there. <laughs> Jeremy Hunt. You call him a great man. Wow. I think that was the funniest thing we've heard at all well, show. Well, that, well, that's why that was, well, it was the first thing I said. You know, Jeremy Hunt, great man. The two things go together. Yeah, uh, he he tweeted in, in defense of the UK government, but we don't we don't care. We don't care. Basically, Donald Trump boo. We don't like you. Donald Trump boo. NHS. Please start saving it, Tories. Stop killing it, please. <laughs> okay, right. I'm gonna leave now. Bye. Right. Bye. 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 Everyone. Hope you come back in the future.